FOMO. My name's Patrick McGinnis, and I'll admit it, I have FOMO. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you do too. But that doesn't have to be a bad thing. If you learn to channel your FOMO productively, you can make the most of every opportunity while keeping your sanity in the process. This is FOMO Sapiens After Hours, the snackable show about how you can make FOMO a force for good. Welcome back to another episode of FOMO Sapiens After Hours. Now, you'll remember last week on the episode on Thursday, I talked to Alexi Robichaud, the CEO and founder of Better Up, and Better Up is focusing on mental fitness. And you may have seen the news that Prince Harry has joined them in a role as chief impact officer. So that news had not come out quite yet when I interviewed Alexi, and he didn't tell me, which I then texted him and was like, Prince Harry, dot, dot, dot. So I wish you had told us, we could have made this an exclusive, Alexi, if you're listening, but that's okay, I forgive you. Um, I, I wish you the best, and um, with Prince Harry and with all of the work that you're doing. Now, you may uh, have noticed, we also talked a lot about positive psychology, and in fact, when we were talking before and after the episode, Alexi and I were nerding out big time on positive psychology because both of us really like the topic. And I'll tell you, my first encounter with positive psychology actually was just a few years ago at my business school reunion. We had a speaker who teaches the happiness course at Harvard. And then I ended up reading a book called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor, who helped to teach that class and has gone on to become a prolific writer and was kind enough to actually blurb my book last year, Fear of Missing Out. I just reached out to him and I said, listen, I love your work. Would you be willing to take a look at my new book? And he was super kind. He made me super happy. So thanks, Sean. And he works with Alexi over at Better Up. And so I just, you know, we got into a little bit about the about the positive psychology and about post-traumatic growth. And I really wanted to focus on that today because there's two things I want to talk about. Number one is I want to talk about the fact that positive psychology, you know, I remember hearing that term and thinking like, what is that? That sounds like some, I don't know, some, some sort of like infomercial kind of stuff. But of course, I've researched this. And if you have researched it, you would know that, yes, it is a combination of traditional wisdom and modern thinking, but it is empirically tested in labs at places like Penn and Yale and Harvard and many other universities. So this stuff actually works. It's not just sort of like feel good platitudes, it's really science based things that you can do to live more successfully. Because what what this kind of field of psychology does is it says, listen, unlike traditional psychology that studies people with problems and says, how can we take those problems away so that this person can be quote unquote normal? Positive psychology studies people who are highly effective and says, what can the rest of us do to be more like them, to be more effective, happy, successful, you name it. And so that's that's what it's all about. And I think the fact that it's being studied at major universities tells us that it's not just, I don't know, like woo-woo, which is not something that I would ever try to convince you guys to do here because, you know, I have no time for that either. So we want to focus on things that actually work. Now, in his book, The Happiness Advantage, Sean talks about this thing that happened to him, which is he was giving a talk in some corporate environment and some guy raises his hand and says, hey, isn't this all common sense? 
And, you know, he tries to explain, but it turns out that the guy had raised the hand, actually, his colleagues afterwards said, like, this guy, he's kind of like, you know, Pigpen in the Peanuts, you know, Pigpen following him around as this big cloud of dust. Well, this guy was kind of like the sadness version of Pigpen, apparently. He had like a cloud over his head. So it's funny because, yeah, if it's such common sense, why doesn't this guy sort of innately do that. And Sean makes the point, which I think is really smart, is that knowledge is pointless without action. We all make New Year's resolutions, right? But 80% of us break those resolutions. And so I think, you know, I think that's a very fair point. That's why studying this stuff and reading the books is worthwhile. Now, I want to talk about the my favorite topic within positive psychology, and this is one that every time I talk about it, people stop and listen, and they say, like, wow, this is really interesting and really powerful and good to know, and that is post-traumatic growth. And I just want to read from Sean's book, The Happiness Advantage, because I think this really explains it well. Over the last two decades, psychologist Richard Tedeschi and his colleagues have made the empirical study of post-traumatic growth their mission. While Tedeschi admits that the idea itself is ancient, surely you've heard of the maxim, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. He explains that, quote, it has only been in the last 25 years or so that this phenomenon, the possibility of something good emerging from the struggle with something very difficult, has been the focus of systematic theorizing and empirical investigation. Okay, so the point that he goes on to make is basically that people who have been through trauma and they looked and studied, for example, people who had been through terrorist attacks or had been through major illnesses actually came out of the other side happier, more focused, more resolute, more in touch with what would make them happy. Tudo bem, meus queridos homo sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages, but I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. But of course, that is not for everybody. And what Sean writes is this. What distinguishes the people who find growth in these experiences from those who didn't? There are a number of mechanisms involved, but not surprisingly, mindset takes center stage. People's ability to find the path up rests largely on how they conceive of the cards they have been dealt. So the strategies that most often lead to adversarial growth, which is another name for post-traumatic growth, include positive reinterpretation of the situation or event optimism, acceptance, and coping mechanisms that include focusing on the problem head-on rather than trying to avoid it or deny it. As one set of researchers explains, quote, it appears that it is not the type of event per se that influences post-traumatic growth, but rather the subjective experience of the events. In other words, the people who can most successfully get themselves up off the mat 
are those who define themselves not by what has happened to them, but by what they can make out of what has happened. These are the people who actually use adversity to find the path forward. They speak not just of bouncing back, but of bouncing forward. So that, if you can do that, I mean, wow, that is powerful. And especially given all the crazy stuff in the world. And I just want to share... When I read that, the reason why I loved it so much, and I actually was reading in another book called Flourish by Martin Seligman, and I was on, uh, I was just like 2019, December of 2019, I happened to be in Mozambique for work, and I got a driver to bring me over to South Africa. It's only a couple hours, actually. You can drive from Maputo, Mozambique, over to Kruger National Park in like three hours, and I went over to see some animals, and I had a lot of time in the car, okay? So it was like a long drive, and I read this book. And when I came across post-traumatic growth, and Sean sums it up really well here, but Martin Seligman talks about it as well. When I read that concept, I was like, whoa. I loved it so much, I wanted to eat it for lunch. And why is that? Because as some of you guys know, I used to work on Wall Street in 2008. My firm, AIG, blew up. My stock fell 97%. I got really sick. I ended up with like some mystery stress-related illness that had me on a heart monitor. I had night sweats. I had blurry vision for months. It was awful. And I was lost and I had no idea what to do with myself. And I was really down about it. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. I just didn't want to leave the house. Right. And so I basically like sat on my couch and stopped talking to anybody. And people were like, what is going on with Patrick? And I didn't know either. And so I sort of, I had to deal with that adversity. And that is the adversity that led me on the path uh, that has taken me to where I am today, working for myself, writing books, doing the stuff that I do, focusing on things that I do. Those were all things that I had never even conceived doing. But I think that was that moment of realizing like, I need to shift courses. What I'm doing isn't working. And in fact, it's really hurting me. I need to find a new path. I need to push myself forward. That for me, I didn't realize it at the time and it certainly was very uncomfortable and I didn't think I was growing. But now that I look back, I'm like, wow, there is is the post-traumatic growth. This set me up for all the things I've done afterwards. And frankly, it made me much more resilient. And so, for example, with the pandemic, it's no picnic, but I felt like I sort of had built some of the muscles I needed to be resilient during the pandemic. And I know we've talked about that a lot over the last year or so. Some of this is not new to you folks, but obviously the concept, and we've talked about it a few times as well, I just think it's something that all of us need to know because as much as I love it and talk about it, and as I said, I really want to just eat it for lunch. I'm sure it's very healthy. When I tell people about it, and I do all the time because I'm I'm uh, I'm obsessed with it. Okay, I'm a I'm a post traumatic growth stan. If you know that, if that uh, verbiage means anything to you, when I mention it to people, a lot of people have not heard of it yet. And in fact, I send people these books all the time as gifts. So if you have not heard about it acquaint yourself because I'm telling you, this is an opportunity as we have lived through this pandemic. One thing you can do to come out of it is to focus on the positive, the growth, the good things that 10 years down the line, you'll look back and be like, wow, that was hard. But look at all the great things. I started a business. I got more entrepreneurial. I became more decisive. I became a kinder person. I took care of myself better. I was more fit. I ate better. Whatever that is for you, all those things are the post-traumatic growth kinds of stuff. So with that, I want to end for today feeling like maybe you will go check that out. I hope you do. And until Thursday, I hope you have a great week. Talk soon. FOMO. Want more of FOMO Sapiens and After Hours? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.